Hello everyone, welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. In this episode, I will be talking about The Batman, released, I believe released today, March 5th, 2022. I saw it earlier t- earlier today. Um, the best thing about this movie is that we didn't get shot. Eh? Eh? Uh, um, that's how the... Uh, I don't know. I like the movie... Um, let's just right get right into it. I like the movie a lot. I like the tone and the atmosphere, and it just felt very dark. I don't think there was a joke in it, and I appreciated that a lot. I, you know, there's there's all there's gonna be an, a perpetual war between a Marvel and DC, and as stated by Joe DeRosa, like he at this point he hates Marvel and he loves DC, and I come I am understand it i don't agree with it i'm not saying he's wrong i'm just saying i i enjoy marvel movies fine but i i understand what he's saying and i don't think there was a single joke in this movie and i personally i love that about it and i do enjoy marvel movies but i do cringe a lot at the a lot of the joke attempts i don't tend to laugh at a lot of the joke attempts at marvel movies but most of them most of the jokes to me are just innocuous and they're just kind of there but you know there was there were a few times that i heard people laughing like when he goes you have a lot of cats lines like that which aren't really supposed to be funny and aren't meant to be funny but they're just kind of funny and um but i love the tone of this so i was gonna say matt reeves is a good director but i don't i'm not all that familiar with matt reeves stuff I was going to say that I like the first uh, Planet of the Apes movies, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but that was a guy named Rupert Wyatt, who hasn't worked that much, I guess. He did The Escapist, which I've never heard of, The Gambler, which with Marky Mark, which I've never seen, Captive State, which I've never heard of, Desert Warrior, which is filming, I've never heard of. So I liked, I liked Rupert Wyatt's I liked Rupert Wyatt's. I liked Rupert Wyatt's. Oh my gosh! I liked Rupert Wyatt's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I liked it a lot more than Matt Reeves's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I know a lot of people raved about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but I preferred the first one. The first one had really strong, intense scenes that played out almost like a silent film, and I really liked that about the first one. And I like. I tend to kind of like origin movies, origin stories. I know some people don't like them or have fatigue from them, but I I still like them. So Matt Reeves, he did The Pallbearer from 1996, starring Ross Geller and Gwyneth Paltrow. Cloverfield, which I didn't love. I'm not a big fan of found footage. Then he did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, which I still haven't seen. So I'm not all that familiar with his style, but I like this movie a lot. Robert Pattinson, um, so I liked him as Cedric Diggory way back when. I never saw any of the Twilight movies. I saw Good Time and I thought he was good, really good in Good Time. It was like a very different style of acting that i've ever seen him in and i haven't seen any of his stuff but i know that he's a good actor and um, a very capable actor and in this i thought i thought he was good i thought he was fine i i i feel like i'm kind of unsure because 
He's playing, I believe it's an early, an earlier time frame of Batman's life because he's younger. So he's not like fully formed as in maybe Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. And he's not older, obviously, like Ben Affleck. So he's playing a younger, so he, he's not quite a teenager, but he's, I guess, in his 20s. So I feel like he didn't really get a chance to play Bruce Wayne a lot. But I, I'm assuming that's intentional because, you know, he's he's younger and then Alfred's encouraging him to make appearances and make like make public appearances but he doesn't want to and he's just you know his whole life he's dwelling on the past and dwelling on his parents but when you reach the age of like Michael Keaton's Batman or Christian Bale's Batman you get to a point where you I think you have to make public appearances as Bruce Wayne and he develops a certain dual persona at this point at that point but in this point I'm assuming it's because he looks younger and he is younger. So I'm assuming it's just at a point where he's new to putting on the suit, he's new to being Batman, and he just doesn't want to deal with being Bruce Wayne at all. That's just my assumption. I I I don't I haven't confirmed that at all. I haven't really looked it up either. So he he's he plays Bruce Wayne very sparingly in this movie, and when he does, he's essentially just Batman without the masks, just very sullen, very quiet, very stoic. Um just he's to himself. His face is very solid and like frozen and he doesn't develop that like suaveness that Michael Keaton or Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne like going to parties drunk and he doesn't have that persona as of yet at this point. So I can understand him not portraying that side of Bruce Wayne in this movie. And I started to think like when if you're playing Batman, there's really there's really not a lot of range that you can do or maybe maybe there is, but I feel like Robert Pattinson did a good job of playing Batman. I think I think it's just kind of like one speed. And Christian Bale made the weird choice of doing a voice, which I think everyone thought was kind of weird. Even when those first two movies came out, they're like, those movies were pretty good, but he's doing like a weird hockey, weird, weird um, voice. I don't know why I just said hockey. I think in the second one, he says, I'm not wearing hockey pants or something. But I, I, I just feel like if you're playing purely just Batman, there's not a lot of range you can do. It's just sullen, sol- serious, deep-voiced Batman. And I thought he was good in this. And and based on past performances, we know that the guy can act. And we know that Matt Reeves can direct. At least the world does. I, As, as mentioned, I haven't really witnessed or I haven't really watched it many of his movies so i feel like his his kind of one note one speed performance is intentional i don't really think he could have or maybe he should have what am i trying to say um gone out of that range too much he obviously can't be super animated he can't be flamboyant about it he's he's just this dark and he's a young batman so he has no interest in being anything else but himself so he's young he's angry he's full of anger and vengeance and darkness inside of him and i think robert pattinson robert pattinson played him well I thought he played him fine. Zoe Kravitz, I never really liked until I saw High Fidelity. I've seen her in a few things. Um, let's 
go through her filmography. The first thing I remember seeing her in was probably X-Men First Class, which she she always seems to play. She I mean, she's a good-looking gal. I think she's very attractive. And she always plays like, you know, she, I think she was kind of a stripper in X-Men First Class, which is interesting, I guess. She's been in a bunch of movies that I haven't seen. She was in Fury Road. I believe she, she was one of the girls. I... I Ever since I saw that Black Mirror hang the DJ, I always get her mixed up with the girl in that episode. I think her name is Georgina Campbell. Georgina Campbell. And I've never I've never seen Georgina Campbell in anything else except for Hang the DJ. But whenever I see Zoe Kravitz, I always think it's Georgina Campbell. Uh, that's not interesting to anyone, especially me. She played... Lita Lestrange. I don't know who. I don't know what character that is. Sounds like a bad girl. She was in the Lego Batman movie as Catwoman. I'd have to watch that again. She was Lita Lestrange in the Fantastic Beats, two Fantastic Beats, two. She was into the Spider Verse as Mary Jane Watson. So she she hasn't been in a lot of stuff that I've seen actually. She was in Kimi, which I haven't seen. Oh, she was in Big Little Lies. In the, I saw her in the first episode, in the first season, and she was not really a villainess, but she was like the new girlfriend or the new wife. I forget what character she was, but I never really took notice, never really liked her until High Fidelity. Mostly, it was because when her character was speaking to the camera, I felt like she was speaking into my soul, and I really liked her a lot. I kind of fell in love with her in that show, if I may say so, without being without sounding like a, a freak. She was also in the Imagine music video with Gal Gadot and Friends. That was terrible. I liked her in this. Catwoman has been played by a plethora of women at this point. I really liked Michelle Pfeiffer's take. I thought she was an amazing Catwoman. I liked Anne Hathaway's as well. I didn't see Halle Berry's. But I liked Zoe Kravitz in this. I liked the character. I like how she was just a cat burglar. And then she was... I think that's the that's the kind of... It's dichotomy the right word between Batman and Catwoman. That they're, they become allies, but they're, they're kind of at ends. At ends? They're kind of at odds. At odds. That's the one. They're kind of at odds with each other. And I liked it. I liked their treatment with it. I liked their treatment of that character in this movie. She never really donned a proper mask. She kind of just had like a cat burglar mask that had... It implied like the little cat ears on it, which was kind of cool. But I liked her fine in this movie. And she was also very attractive in the movie. Paul Dano, I thought he... You know, he he was barely in it for the first, I want to say two hours two and a half hours except for the voice and the mask like fully covered and he was it was a good performance i liked the riddles it was creepy it was was pretty good i did find like the little videos that he was making it it couldn't help but feel a little derivative of the joker's videos in the dark knight maybe that was intentional i'm not sure but i thought he was an effective villain I feel like I kind of wanted more when they finally revealed him. You know, he was he was definitely creepy and the the kind of dialogue that they had together on either side of the glass. I honestly 
couldn't tell if it was just right. I couldn't tell if it was like masterful performance or if it came off kind of silly. I'm 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 like not sure. But I liked it fine. I think I think you can't help but feel powerful, or you can't help but feel like his character was powerful when he had the masks on, and then when you take it off and you see that he's just this kind of humble, nerdy-looking guy with glasses, the power can't help but feel diminished. And I'm sure that was intentional as well. But he was good, and you know that he's. A great actor so i feel like anything done with the performance was intentional as well jeffrey wright was good in the role as well i couldn't help but feel like he was doing somewhat of a voice like he's with me he, he was almost kind of doing a batman voice of his own when jeffrey wright and batman were kind of screaming at the penguin open your eyes i think i heard someone laughing at that um i don't know i thought he was good in the role john turturro was was fine i just couldn't help but laugh because i've seen him in so many comedic roles like like adam sandler movies and whatnot and then he was in jesus roles which is fine i mean obviously actors can take a a variety of roles comedic roles dramatic roles whatever but it was just kind of interesting seeing him in that role peter sarsgaard i didn't know that was him he looked familiar familiar he looked familiar, but I didn't recognize him right away. I had to look him up. He f- he portrayed an adequate kind of like creepy DA, uh, hopped up on drugs or drop heads or whatever. Andy Circus is always good, and he was an adequate Alfred. Colin Farrell was great as the Penguin, heavily maked, made up. I just thought all the performances were really good, pretty good. But my favorite part of the movie was just the the tone of it and the atmosphere. And that's kind of why I thought I, I equated this a lot with like that first Rise of the Planet of the Apes where it feels like really a long form, intense kind of movie. But then Matt Reeves didn't do that one. It was Rupert Wyatt. So I, I like that about it. Like other movies that remind me of that are like the social network where it almost feels like a just a, like a long form intense thing until you reach the end or recently when i watched dragged across concrete where you're that one i felt like viscerally i felt it was like such an intense thing until the end if i could think of some criticisms maybe one or two one far too many slow walking scenes where um He's just slow walking. Like that scene that's that scene where he's in the Batmobile chasing Penguin was awesome. And then when he gets out of the car and Penguin's upside down and then he's like slowly walking like out of the fire. I, I kind of felt like this might be a little too much. Like they've done this a few times already in the movie. And is he is he brooding? Is he emo? Yeah, but I think he's exactly what he's supposed to be. And um, they pretty much hit all of the Batman themes. And I'm not a Batman expert. I'm not a Batman fanatic. I grew up on Michael Keaton as Batman. And I really loved Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan's take on the Dark Knight trilogy. And I enjoy the movies. I like them. But I wouldn't call myself a fanatic or an expert on the lore at all. But I am familiar with the themes of Batman. So I like how how layered the movies and how they hit all the beats, the main beats of like the Batman 
mythology and how you know at the beginning at the beginning of the movie that clown the guy dressed up like a clown kind of guy was like who the hell are you and he's like i'm vengeance and that's what i was saying like on the i watched the movie with my wife and on the way home anything she said to me or asked me i was like i'm vengeance she's like where are we going i'm vengeance she's like you want to get dessert i'm vengeance and then at the end of the movie they unmask the riddler's hooligan hooligan hoodlum gangster and they were like who the hell are you and he was like i'm vengeance so i know a major theme of batman is like he he becomes something else to stop evil but in doing so he creates the evil that he was trying to stop in the first place so it's this whole cyclical thing and and it never ends and even like Catwoman at the end of the movie is like this city's not going to get any better i'm i'm leaving you should leave you should come with me and he's like he wants to stay and protect the city that he loves but I think he knows in his heart that it'll never get better and he will die trying to protect the city. But I think that's a major theme of Batman. And I want to talk about the score for a second. The score, it almost like the main theme almost feels like like a death march or like a funeral march. And I'm not sure if I'm mixing up that funeral march, that famous funeral march with Darth Vader's theme. I probably am, but it's so dark and it's so like minor. I studied music in college and that's why I know it's minor. That's the only time I'll use my music degree. Anyway, I I thought it was an interesting score. I kind of want to listen to it through again i kind of want to buy it if i could i want to get a copy of that cd even though like it's streaming on amazon music and i have amazon music unlimited but michael giacchino doesn't quit i mean i think he did a spider-man no way home he does like 80 billion movies every year and he's a talented dude he's like uh he's like bruce lee he can do any any genre of music any any tone any type of music any type of movie he can score to me the music it it the whole thing sounds like a death march and i'm sure that was intentional because he, it's a major theme of batman is like death like he was he his parents were killed when he was a young boy and he was too young too weak to stop it from happening so he grows up and tries to become this powerful dude to stop murderers from killing but he you know the the riddler is killing all these people and he's trying to stop it and he's trying to stop murders from taking place but he can't be everywhere at once and everyone a lot of people keep dying over and over again and he can't really stop it I will say at about the one one and a half hour mark, I ha- I've, I had to pee. And I knew it was going to be a long movie. I believe it's like just under three hours. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And just when you think the movie is about to end, there's another ending and another ending and another ending. And by the end, I had to like pretty much run out of there to reach the restroom. It's a very long movie. It's probably overly long, over long. But it's definitely worth seeing. It's worth checking out. I don't. I don't even know how to rank him because it's it's hard to rank the Batman's Batman. You know, the first one I saw was Michael Keaton, and he'll probably always be my first, my favorite. And it's hard to knock that off the list because he, and he was very good in the role. And then Christian Slater. Christian Slater. All right. Okay. Christian Bale 
was also very good, but I can't help but like feel like most of that was Christopher Nolan's work. Maybe that's not fair to say, but th- that trilogy or maybe the first two movies were very good movies. Mostly, uh, I want to say mostly thanks to Christopher Nolan and he just happened to be the Batman in those movies. Again, maybe that's not fair to say, but he was very good in those movies. I want to say he ranks near the top, but this is, I feel like it's a different thing. Like I was saying at the top of this thing, he's not, he's not really fully formed as Batman. I mean, he is wearing the suit and he's fighting crime and all that, but he's not, he's not yet there, fully there as like the dual persona of Bruce Wayne and Batman. At least that's what I feel after watching this first movie. So it's hard to really put him in that rank, but I would put him like in the top top three or four, I think. That's what I would say. But I, I did buy Batman the Long Halloween parts one and two. I have the two steel I have the two steel books and it I haven't finished I didn't finish part one and I haven't watched part two. But I definitely want to watch those. Um, I like the tones the tones I like the tone of that one as well and it it felt similar and upon reading it it did feel like the long halloween was definitely an influence on the batman but i say definitely check it out it's worth checking out it's a, i really liked it I, i'm not sh- well i was kind of disappointed at the end because they they show a guy who's obviously obviously supposed to be the joker and I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix, but only because I loved Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker so much. I've only seen it the one time, but I really love that movie. So I thought, and I I know they said that, oh, we're not going to tie this into any other movie, which is an interesting choice. But at the same time, you know, you, you, you can't help but feel like you wanted them to tie in or like if they're going to bring Joker in, why not make it? Joaquin Phoenix but I read spoiler alert I read that it was Barry Keoghan who was in like Killing of a Sacred Deal Killing of a Sacred Deer and Eternals and he he was so creepy in Killing of a Sacred Deer and I know he's a good and capable actor so I think he'd be good in that role as well but I just couldn't help but feel a little disappointed that it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix because that would have been really cool. That would have been almost like mind-blowing to me. Something I, I thought was interesting was they, you know, as as per usual, when they show pre when they show a big movie like this in theaters, they show like 20 minutes of of previews at the beginning. And they showed like the Elvis trailer, which is an odd choice for a preview before this movie. They showed like a a mountain, snow mountain trailer. I forget the actress's name, but she's a big actress. But they showed a short montage of movies that are coming out in 2022 from DC. Like, uh, we need superheroes. 2022 is the year of superheroes. And they showed like short snippets of black adam like the rock is black adam and the flash point movie but they didn't show trailers of those movies so maybe i'm not i'm gonna look after this i'm gonna look to see if there's any trailers available because i'm kind of interested to see them but they didn't show full-on trailers at the beginning of this movie just just a short montage and um that's another thing that's interesting is that i've 
I've been complaining of like superhero fatigue for years, but at the same time, I can't help but feel like the only movies I look forward to, the only movies I get excited for are superhero movies, which I think is kind of sad, to be honest. But that's kind of the world we live in. The last movie I watched, which I was very excited for, was Spider-Man No Way Home. And then I got excited for the Batman and I just watched it. And probably the next movie we'll see is the new Doctor Strange movie. I can't think of anything else. I'm not all that pumped to see Uncharted. I never really played those games and I don't know. We just watched free guy it was it was all right i think around the time taika waititi came in i started to hate the movie anyway i think that's all i got i feel kind of sleepy thanks for listening stay odd and keep on playing